from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Was not built on one day. Yeah. 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 But they were concreting every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's making you bad every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah. And the feedback I've got for you is I've managed to keep up the bed. Managed to keep up the bed. Yeah. The the kitchen one is is was been difficult because I did it once to be honest, but then I kept being distracted because I realized the time I'm in the kitchen, I'm either chasing the baby, <laughs> chasing the dog, <laughs> yeah? yeah, or like I said, we're doing the basement, running in, getting the water, <laughs> running out. So that's still but on my know, yeah. Last last conversation was a test. Yeah. Was it? For you. Uh, yeah. Oh. And you managed it without knowing it. How? Because you're natural. Did you do the uh, pen face uh, trick? Do you know what? Because I'm building, I've not done, yeah. I've not been in the space to like zone. Yeah. I'm but you, you already told me, focus. Yeah. Because making the bed is good enough for you. And that's what all about. You know, yeah. it's been scienced by if you get like, uh, okay, I'm going to change these three habits. Yeah. Or I'm going to change two habits or yeah. one habit. Yeah. You know, the percentage is like the guys who, who chosen three habits during one year. Yeah. It's only 5% who managed to have that three habits after one year continuously. Continuously. It's like a yeah. shock to the system, they, right? The, the guys, the guys who choose two habits, it's like thirty-five percent after one year. Okay. And okay. the guys who only choose one habit for one year to adjust or change, they managed eighty percent. Oh, brilliant! So that's so they tried so many things, like everybody talking about multitasking, but you know, it's more. In my world, to do one thing, you make it on shorter time, it will be more consistency. Yes, yes. Because when you're like, okay, after one year or two years or three years, making bed, you don't even think about it. Mm. You just do it. Then it's not a habit. It's in your muscle memory, in your heart memory. Yeah. 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 So then you can change the next habit the kitchen one yeah. or the pen face mirror. Trick. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for those listeners out there, the, the pen face um, exercise was um, to help you deal with your confidence, um, help you to focus and not take yourself seriously at the same time. Um, so 
I, I know that that's always been on my agenda. And I, I think you're right in terms of the trying to change too many things at once and focus on one thing at a time. That's saying uh, multitasking, you know, we know in science, science and um, physics proves you can only really do one thing at a time. But what you're doing is multiple one things at a time. <laughs> so do, multiple one things at a time. So you, yes. So you could do those things, but you won't give them. You won't give each of your tasks the right focus. And I've been doing, and I want to thank you, Jonas, for the um the 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 challenge, as it were, and the and the the rationale behind the challenge of making the bed every single morning. Because not only is it something I do now. It's something that my partner expects me to do now. <laughs> so, so no pressure. So, so, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. So she just looks. She just when she gets she, when she gets up before traditionally she would get me up as well and then start to start um tying up the bed and making the bed and now it's no she knows I'm doing it. So it's not only when you change your habits your routine. Um, it's, it's not just a singular thing. People in your household also are affected by the changes you're going through as well. Yeah, and I think uh, what you told me last time also in my uh, experience is like when you make when you had made your bed, yeah. then everything is so easy the rest of the day. It, it is, and you and it's so much easier to choose happiness instead of like uh, the expectation of. Uh, partner the people around you to make it yeah. yeah but for you it's more to choose the happiness that you actually on your own made your bed and that helped you to make a great day yeah and it has and and it, and it certainly has so the, the mm. last the last last week's sessions we were talking about some some of these internal drivers and that's where it came about um these exercises and routines, and we were going to talk on in this session, particularly around some of the external um, motivators, the, the external drivers as well, like in terms of exercises that we can do, you know, and also practical steps to help us deal with the outside world influences, the outside world that comes in. Like for me, my my role as a um, Chief Clinical Information Officer, I have a lot of responsibilities. I have a lot of external drivers, external drivers. But by that, I mean um, my job is governed by, dictated by what the government push out in terms of um, legislation around health. If they change, change the way that health needs to be recorded, health data needs to be recorded, it affects my job. Okay, so this is what we call something external that's affecting how I do my day-to-day activities. And you might have seen it, Jonas, in your coaching that you do um, for businesses that an employee will have external um, influences within his own, him or her own home, you know, maintaining the marriage, look after the children, pay the bills. And then at work, which is external, there's also um, drivers there affecting them as well. And, balancing up on those two things yeah um first first of all i was like yeah i was trying uh, for a long time 
because I was in the labor market uh, yeah, working was, uh, as a professional <coughs> employment officer yeah. in Sweden. And, um, and I noticed like my experience before I was working there, I was an employee and everybody was talking about, ah, you woke up on the wrong side. You are like really grumpy here today mm-hmm. uh, at work. And everybody was blaming the work. Mm. It was so boring. Yeah, but you woke up grumpy. Mm. And then it made me like thinking like, okay, can you change the attitude on that one when you wake up? Mm. Because to make the best out of you, the best performance at work or in the relationship. So that 10 first minutes of your life, if you woke up, wake up, if you wake up, that that is the 10 most important minutes in my case and in my experience to set the attitude and make it a great day. Yeah. And for me in many employees says like uh, many employee employees says that the work make them stressful or unfocused. But I realized when I interview many people, it started from home when they wake up. Yeah. Bad sleep. Yeah. Bad relationship, a messy uh, situation with uh, maybe small kids and like everybody is, uh, experience when they have kids or anything that they can't control. Yeah. Then it's affects the employee. And the same thing, I realized that many people got the problem from the work back home and then made it like from a good relation from home. It's a bad relation. So for me, uh, it's the 10 minutes when you wake up if you wake up the most important to set the attitude mm-hmm. and the intention of every day. So get the focus time right away. Sure. And when you get better, then it's better to be prepared as a, like a professional athlete before you just preparing, preparing for that world championship. Yeah. So, so well, when you come to that habit that you actually set the intention every morning, then you go back the night before to prepare. And that could be everything, like choosing the clothes I'm going to wear tomorrow. I did it with my kids. Mm-hmm. It worked. But I started with myself. But when you got kids, then I, um, I didn't realize by myself that I was a little bit stressed out of the the thing they were doing. So when I'm monitoring myself, I got stressed in the morning routine with my kids, Mm. uh, chasing to the school and feeding them and get them dressed. And then I actually asked them same question. What if we choose clothes the night before, then we don't need it tomorrow morning. Mm. What makes it different for you? And it made a difference for them. And for me, so we continue. So, so that's what my experience is like the external that you can control. It's 
get back to me. Yeah. Start with what you can control, the inner thing. Cool. And then the external, you need to find your way to make it simple. Yeah. As simple as it can get. Like if you put a goal to run every morning, yeah, then you should have your running shoes and running clothes just next to the bed, not in your wardrobe. Yeah. Because then it's making more difficult. So as simple as it can get. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's the most ex- external thing I, I reckon. Yeah. But um, so in terms of work wise, so you've done all your preparation, you're as prepared as you can be anyway. But then as you said, um, work also has stresses. How do you, how do you stop? Or is any, or should I say, is anything employers can do to create an environment whereby their staff, because staff well-being is a big, big issue at the moment, maintaining the health and welfare of staff, employees, but employers don't seem in general to acknowledge that their employees can be stressed or create the environment to de-stress their employees before they go back home. So you can start the day prepared and then when you get to work these external stresses how can we stop bringing some of those things back into our house yeah for me i um, i personally tried to take the 10 minutes when i wake up but actually then i introduced 10 minutes when i came to the work okay. just to reset me, myself like you uh, like I told you before, like I'm bowing when I go on the mat. For me, when I was entering the door to my office, it's also like bowing to get focused. Okay. To set my attitude on to be there. And the same thing, the routine I, I made, made up was like when I finished my job, I also took 10 minutes to reset when I'm leaving the office to start my home homecoming. Okay. So, so for me, it became like time on every situation where, okay, that's my normal routine, Mm. but then you need to have a, the second routine that is adjustable because it's not always possible to do the routines to end the job. And then you're rushing home, but maybe always you have the second one instead of 10 minutes. Like I told you, it's better to have one minute rescue. You call it the rescue. So, Yeah, I call it the rescue mm-hmm. because it's more like, okay, a rescue for me is more like, okay, it's an accident. Mm. Then you need to be rescued. Yeah. You didn't do it on purpose. So for me, it's more a res- rescued method or technique that I have maybe one or two minutes to reset me myself. Maybe I had a shitty day on work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect my homecoming relationship or that environment. Sure. Because that's the work moment. So I always had like that backup rescue plan. Mm-hmm. But for most of the time, the days goes by as no, as normal, sure. but you can have that routine five minutes, ten minutes before, 
after. And it's the same in training. You warm up before the actual training. And then you have a focus time. And then you have a, a warm down. Uh, I don't know. That's something I do down. badly. The warm down? Yeah. I, I've never really warmed down. <laughs> I can, yeah. I and there to... is a lot of parts. It's warm, warm down in the mind. Yeah. But it's also the physical mm. thing. So that's what I've been experiment with myself, with my colleague that I've been working during my long time as an employee or like that. And Nowadays, I'm just training people on that one. Yeah, sure. To because find the, find them own cocktail to how should it be mixed? Exactly, exactly. Normally, exactly. But I give them the rescue drink uh, cocktail also. That's what I was going to touch base on the rescue cocktail because when we spoke last time, you one of the one of the themes I was picking up from you is when we have when you have a meeting, you want to make sure the meeting is focused. And you're always trying to constrict the time, reduce the time, reduce the time, reduce the time. So when you talk about now the rescue technique, is that does that then become like the default, the the go to one because of the fact that it's uh, maybe you have more heightened attention within the one to two minutes than you might have over the ten because you're constantly shaving time to be more efficient and more productive. So I'm just saying, with the rescue um, technique be your go-to now, whereby for me, I'm still back in the 10 minutes. No. I keep continuous with my, like, 10 minutes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so in terms of, so so what's missing out of the, is anything missing out of the um, rescue no, no, actually not. It's more like you don't do that much. I mean, for me, it's like, like I told before, it's like a mind resetting, Yeah. but it's also the physical resetting, like maybe you're tense in your muscle, so you need to relax them. So instead of doing that in 10 minutes, you only do the same uh, part, like mind, body. Mm-hmm and the social thing so so that's free like mind body heart okay okay and then in rescue mode it's more like okay you maybe make it shorter but you're still doing that free part i like that a lot so 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 you are rescued that day or that moment Mm. It takes only one minute, and the most time you got one minute in worst case scenario. Yeah. But it also like uh, that I know if I did a rescue, I'm very very uh, focused and dedicated and disciplined to make that ten minutes, maybe twenty minutes, to reset myself because the rescued will affect me. If I do rescued, rescued, rescued for one week, I need really to make it maybe one hour of routine. Okay. So I'm filling it up again. Yeah, sure. So you you cannot, you cannot escape from the fact that you need to focus for your 10 minutes. 
However, you no, can't no. you can do the Because 20. I found my cocktail. Yeah, yeah, you, you found your cocktail. Interesting. Mm. In, oh, interesting. Because um in the in the in the busy um obviously pre-coronavirus, you know, um this work, 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 um attitude, philosophy, everything you got, you have no time. Everyone's rushing around, rat race, rat race, running to work, running, no nobody has time. Or or the or nobody perceives or thinks that they have time when they do have time. So um, the rescue thing would be like, this is why, again, fast food sells so much because people perceive they don't have time. So I can imagine a lot of people go, a rescue, a rescue technique. Good. I only have one minute. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. But you're, you're, what you're saying is you still need to bank, as it were, the, the 10 minutes become yeah. 20 minutes because you still need that real, dedicated, focused time to reset yourself. Yeah. So it's all about the like, yeah, for maybe banking or whatever, what you put in, it comes out. Yeah. What comes out, you need to put in. Yeah. So for me, it's that mindset thing. So sometimes when I had really, really a lot of work, Mm -hmm. so it comes out so many, then I know that I, maybe I need to, to have that rescued opposite, like I need to invest one hour to reset myself. Yes. So I maybe instead of 10 minutes before I going home, I take one hour before I going home because of the infection of my, my during the day. So that's what I do. Uh, everything, because I put in a reflection time in my 10 minutes daily routine. Okay. And that reflection makes me, okay, I'm getting better on that. So I, I can feel my body. I know my body now. I know my mind. But I need, okay, you need actually to put in more time in yourself now because so many stimulated you from the outside. Yeah, yeah. So that's the outside drive that you, we were talking about. Yeah, and I think, I think the way you're approaching it is still bringing it back to the individual's responsibility opposed to the external parameters that could be affecting them because ultimately you, through preparation, that sets you up for any external challenges you might have for the day. And even in work, your manager, your boss, they too should be resetting themselves. They too should be uh, waking up with intention and focus for the day as well. And I think. Sometimes this is why I think your training really, really does suit the, a whole raft of people from um, senior executives who set the tone, who set the pressures on the lower employees to middle, manage, middle management, management, you know, and, and, and other staff members all the way down. I think because we cannot run away from the fact that if your boss has a really bad day, they tend to take it out on the employee. and you also spoke about resilience this these techniques will help you become a lot more resilient i was going to just say very quickly um we have in my i have in my basement before we start recording this and i recorded it straight before we started this on recording i'm doing the basement and the house i'm living in is over 200 years old so it was built on the foundations so we're doing a basement conversion 
So technically speaking, we have to dig out from the foundation down as much as we can so that we can build a basement down there. Now, as Jonas was saying, what you put in, you have to take out. <laughs> and the house I'm in had no basement and had it just was built on top of the foundation. So the foundations are, it's like mud. It's like, it's the hardest thing to try and shovel out. It's not because like the bricks, because of years of damp, um, I like, I like molding into one. So even when you're shoveling, you realize that this is, this is really rough. This is rubbish stuff. And I can't believe my house has been sitting on this <laughs> for over 200 years, but it has to come out. It was there before it has to come out. And I'm going through the pain right now, Jonas, my, my fingers are shaking because of the, the vibration when you, you shovel, it goes, <laughs> get in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But to reinforce your message, what we're putting in now, we've underpinned the sides and what we're putting in there now is hardened concrete, waterproof membrane, all the stuff to make the foundations extremely strong. So we've taken out the rubbish and put in there something, compounds to make it water resilient, stronger. You know, and this, this, I think this is a practical example, what you're talking about there when you talk about yourself. You have to have your foundations right yourself so that you are resilient. This house now should be able to sit and stand for another two, 300 years at least. And, and we'll have a basement. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy to hear. Yeah, it's hard though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But just like you told me, like, I have one story about uh, one of my childhood friends. Uh, he is a CEO. And, you know, the employee wanted to start uh, a circle of group who <laughs> wants to have a diet, uh, Weight Watchers mm. in Sweden. And, um, and we asked him, shouldn't you join? And he was like, no, I'm not uh, fat or I don't need it. Mm. I'm a CEO like that. And then he told me that story and I told him, yeah, but you know, you know who I am and what I look at on that one. I actually recommend you to join the group mm. because of what you said. If you don't know what the others going through, you will not be um, that uh, leader that leads your group yeah. because you're thinking on your own way of the group. Mm. So then he came to that, the conclusion, like, yeah, of course I should join. And then the outcome, it was like, he got more uh, back than yeah. he with, uh, invested. So, sure. so, um, so that's the thing that I experienced also, like a lot of CEO that I talked to the bosses, yeah, they decided to buy our like program or training for the employee, but they left themselves outside, you know. Mm. And then I said, no, it's not in our training concept. Mm. You need to be, if you're a leader, you need to be with the team. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, everybody understand it because they can see the development personally, mm -hmm. but also the teams. Yes. 
yes. because we had groups that the team leader is out and we, he, he just, uh, well, she just order the training for the employee or the members. But yeah, it, we know the result then. And we have known it historically backwards many years, but it's always the same result. The employee is uh, energized and uh, performance, high performance, but the leader, mm. it's depending on him or she, her, yeah. what the attitude is there. So, so we are confident that we need to be more leveled out. Yeah, you need that level of field. And there's something about influence as well. When leaders um, take on tasks or do things, um, it, they do have influence. And um, it's very important that they do embrace um, these things because their their staff will see them doing it and they'll be more inclined to take it seriously as well because, look, our boss is doing it as well. And that's what a good, effective leader is. Our leaders should be not... Leaders should be prepared to do everything they ask their staff to do themselves. They should be fully 100% committed to say, I'm, I'm going to say, recommend you do this. I'm going to advise you to do this. or I'm going to instruct you to, to do this. But I'm fully capable of doing it myself. And I would do it myself given the time. So I know I'm fully for that. I had a conversation yesterday with Smitha um, Thuru. Um, she does um, coaching. She does conscious bias unconscious bias training as well and artificial intelligence. And she was talking about the, that the power of storytelling and that um, allowing people, particularly if you're in a position of leadership to tell your story, because that way you can connect to everybody. They'll understand you. But sometimes managers say they are the staff over there and I'm over here. There's that separation. And um, when you when you separate yourself from your business, from your staff, you, you actually um, the results are are, are 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 underwhelming in terms of your potential um, revenue growth, um, your understanding of what your staff are going through, and all of those things. I think storytelling is is so so vital in that space as well. You know what do you tell yourself in your head, your internal narrative. And then also what do you decide to share outwards as well? Because you spoke about reflection. So how far do you reflect when you're going through your 10 minutes? Uh, I'm reflecting um, as much as I need uh, okay. at that time. So it's the, like, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm coming so long in my reflection and I've been training that for so long time. So for me, it's like, um, yeah, it comes to me uh, faster than uh, untrained. Sure. If I say it like that. So it's more like uh, I can know before, like I finish a task or something, I know how much reflection I need. Okay. Uh, not in particular, maybe like how many minutes or for how long time, but it's also when I reflect, I know that, okay, that reflection is like good enough or it's enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it comes to like, 
easy thing. What's, for example, if something happened in, during the day that I can't control, mm. then it's teaching me how to let it go. Does that sound? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. 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 You know what so, I was going to so do? <laughs> what's happening that you can't control yeah. during the day, it's teaching you to let it go. You are so much more. MikeDropClub.com Make life boom. For me. Yeah, so yeah. You need to explain sometimes that. Sometimes it takes longer to reflect how to let it go, why should I let it go, yeah. and so on. Yeah. So, But uh, nowadays, many things comes up again. It's the same things that comes up again, then I let it go. Yeah. So, so that is the, the cyclical um, behavior traits, isn't it, that we have. We tend, to, we tend to always have the same challenges. Over, we have our unique characteristics that give rise to similar... Um, uh, a unique set of changes that we always face until we re- reflect and change our outlook on that thing. It's always going to be that as an issue. Like some people could have an issue with, um, um, say, say timing. Some, some, some issues, some people are very focused on cleansiness, timing, all that. So wherever they go out and interact with other people, they're consciously aware and have a heightened sense of awareness to cleansiness. You know, so there's always, their issues always going to be reflecting, oh, was the table clean enough? Was the cups clean enough? Was the, the door handles clean enough? Was, because their unique set, until they reflect back and say, is it rational or is, is it, am I taking it to the extreme? Is there anything I can do? That is always going to be their challenge, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, for example, when I go traveling with my family, my wife is starting like, is that toilet clean enough? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to the toilet we have at home in Sweden. Yeah. If, for example, when we go to Thailand, yeah. when you have a hole in your ground, mm. is she asking herself, like, in subconscious, yeah. like, is that clean enough? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, compared to what we have at home. Mm. And then I, I told her, like, why do you even compare? Mm. It doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. And, so, and then she's like, no, of course. <laughs> but, like, so she's like, she could continue on that one. And yeah. I said, yeah, then I w- wouldn't be married to you and still together with after like 20 years if you continue to think on that way because we love to travel. And if you're going to stop yourself by thoughts, mm. it's, yeah. it's not going to develop our relationship or traveling or enjoying on that one. So, so I think ex, as you expressed this, like you need to reevaluate uh, more often, mm. be critical to yourself, your thoughts uh, that you has often the same thing, because we know in science also like, like 90, 95% is the same thing of the thoughts that you had yesterday. Wow. Because that's, that's why the autopilot, but most people, Grown up, go some. Okay, guys, everybody ready? <laughs> Atomic <laughs> mic drop. Uh, <laughs> I was I was itching to get one of those out of the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> that that is fantastic. That you need to explain that a lot more. 
the, the, the link between the autopilot and the thoughts that yeah. you have of the day. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the autopilot. I mean, ask yourself, how much do you new, do new things every day, every hour, every minute? Not much. Not much, no. No. Mm. So that is telling you that most of your days goes by autopilot. Yeah. 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 So that's why people acting uh, on fear when it's not going on autopilot. It's uh, my, the, the, the basic of uh, how the brain developed and uh, was born like 40 years, 40,000 years ago. Mm, mm, it's mm. still, it's, still the it's same. only like fight or flight. Yeah. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah, but you need to reevaluate to work on the unconsciousness, uh, subconsciousness. Yeah. And that's what makes the difference. Like if you go 95% on autopilot during every day, day out, day in. But if you change and working with 1% on the subconsciousness mm. mm. to reevaluate. It means if you do 1% every day, it's 37% after one year. Sure. So for example, take your making your bed now for one year. When wow. you increase 70, uh, 37%. Do you know what's happening, Jonas, regarding making the bed? <laughs> that I'm going to share live on it. I'm now aware of what types of duvet I have. The, the thickness of the duvet. I'm aware what my partner likes in terms of the duvet. I understand the process of making the bed. I respect different sheets. You've opened up a whole new world that I didn't know existed. <laughs> as far as I was concerned prior, there's sheets, there are pillows, and there are duvets. Now I know there are sheets, pillows, Pillow covers, different types of pillows, um, duvet, different thicknesses, different duvet covers. And there's a throw that you put on the bed to make it beautiful. And depending on how you dress the bed, <laughs> it has to be keeping with the deco. So, no, I just wanted to put that in there in, <laughs> in terms of letting you know that I, this, this new habit also increases your knowledge. Everything is blooming from that basic thing. Yeah. Making your bed. Exactly what you're telling me. <laughs> it's the thing that I'm teaching, for example, the hotel staff. Mm. If you know making the bed and get the insight that you just told me, mm. then it's going to blow up the all experience yeah. from the guest. Yeah. Because like, like many stories that I heard, it's like when you know, it's like the builders who built Rome, they didn't know the the huge bi uh, picture what mm -hmm. it should finish like. Yeah. But when the people told them, they understood mm. why I put every brick every day, concrete, so on, mm -hmm. because it's gonna be this huge 
beautiful thing. Yeah. And the same thing is when you go back, I was uh, in a, in a company in a warehouse, but the employee didn't do any good quality on the operation gloves. Mm. And then I told the, the boss in that company, okay, could we let the employee go on a, uh, on a visit on an operation mm. Mm. that they can see what the gloves is using for and that protect the, the patient and the, the doctor and everything. And then they understood how their job was the most important that the gloves is really good in quality. Mm. So every package was really taken care of because they know the end of who's going to use it. And they are actually saving lives. Mm. So that's what I mean. You need to look at the bigger picture. Like you said, making the bed. The first time I introduced that for you, it was like, Hey, yeah. It's not hard. But why is it telling me to do maybe, that? <laughs> may, maybe it's hard because you're just stumbling. But anyway, the, the result is or the effect is like you explained for me. That's what I want to reach on every client I, I work with. To get the insight of the bigger picture. Yeah. Of the small, small exercise I do, I do it with a purpose because I know the ending will be bigger. bigger. Yeah, the bigger picture. But it's it, it's all up to you because you are very easily trained, I, I can tell. Because like you said now after, what is it, 11 days? Yeah. No, it's more, I think it's more than Ele- uh, seven, must, uh, I think, yeah, maybe 14. Uh, 14 days. Okay, okay. Possibly, 14 yeah. days. Mm. You got this all insights about the material and what it's happening with your partner yeah. and how it affects everybody. Yeah. But it's all starts from you. Like you do it because you want to make a great start on your day because yeah. then you are unbeatable. Yeah. And then you get all the good effects on everybody else around One, you. 1000%. And exactly. So I, I'm, I'm actually feeling a tear coming out when you <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do know what? Um, like I said, before we'd done that exercise, I was literally, the best way to describe it was I was seeing in black and white. The whole bed, I, yeah. bed this is black and white. Now I've got 4K when it comes to high definition bed. I will, crit- I will critique beds. In fact, I'm critiquing mattresses as well because why is, why am I easy to train in regards to personal development because I've realized over time that, you know, when you're, when I'm focused, when I am focused, I do feel unbeatable. And it's not to say I want to go outside and do something earth shattering and, and, um, you know, humongous, but I think when I'm at my best, I, I can help more people. I, I can, I, I feel so much better. I'm more resilient to the issues that I'm going through because I will do work in a very stressful environment. When you get to a certain level in your profession, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. And I, any, any techniques, particularly these ones that you're teaching that are free, you know, um, the only price you pay is your own um, physicality, your own time. 
you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to, you don't have to take a supplement to make it on bed. You don't have to wait for the Amazon delivery or go to the, the chemist to go and do it to, before you can start. This, these are practical things you can do straight away. Um, working with what you have, you know, to build resilience for the day. So I am always up for that. I am like, like this and I'm thinking, okay, fine. And What's the outcome going to be? Now I'm going to change the picture. Yeah. Um, because um, I had, do you hear me still? Yeah, I hear perfectly. Okay. Because, like I said, um, I'm not really good in English, but I understand in English, and it took my breath away when you can formulate like this. Um, uh, it goes like mm, sorry I had it here um, Ah, here it is. Develop the right attitude towards your job mm-hmm. and even the most mundane work becomes a source of joy. Yes. Yes. And where's where's the source? It's of- true about it's true true about what you told me, but in another words, huh? Yeah, yeah, I th- I think so. And it's not um I think the whole I think it goes back to what you were saying in terms of building Rome. They laid concrete down brick by brick every day. It wasn't built in one day, yeah. but they were laying things down every single day. So if you're a builder and your view is to just putting cement bricks down any, just cement, it's just brick. Who cares? Just cement, it's just brick. Who cares? Yeah. You're not paying attention yeah. to the process, you know? And I think the whole thing about mundane is to mean average. I've learned now to appreciate the bed is not, a mundane thing. Making the bed is not mundane. It's not a mundane activity. In fact, no activity that you do when you're awake is mundane because when you've looked after people that are, are dying and they've taken their last breath, they'll, they'll bite your hand off. <laughs> they give you all their wealth just to have, have the opportunity to make the bed. Just, just for, just to say they're bored. You know, there's nothing mundane. It's just our perception of it. And I think, Going back to what you were saying in terms of how all this fits into um, the bigger picture. If you can see the bigger picture, if you can just Mm. see the bigger picture, nothing is mundane. Everything has value. Everything will will move you closer to that bigger picture or further away from that bigger picture. And helping people bridge that gap, the implementation is what I'm coming to understand is, is what you do with the mind kick of approach and is exposing that out to the world, which is, um, which is why we're having these, these conversations. <laughs> yeah. 
No, exactly what you said, because I, when I read that, uh, that meaning, yeah, then it's like, I was thinking back uh, on one of my summer job that my boss told me, you're going to unpack this 1000 cartons with liquor yeah. bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And I was into the martial arts on that, that during that time, uh, just in the beginning. But you know, Bruce Lee was one of my heroes. Yeah. Um, during that time, and you know, I just changed before. The first thought was like, "Oh, what's boring?" Mm. But then I got into like, "Hey, I could be Bruce Lee when I'm unpacking this wow. carton." And I, you know, <laughs> my my colleague they saw me doing like chops, chops. <laughs> of the cartons. You know, training my my. Um, punches and uh, kicking yeah. and everybody was like what are you doing? Yeah, on a playful thing uh, I was like accelerate my uh, knowledge about to develop my playfulness but with a serious serious uh, serious yeah. uh, back on my mind. Yeah, I think that is because you're, what's the word? I heard it yesterday. The, the expression was your um, creatively courageous. It takes courage, yeah, because you are you are being used as a human robot on a conveyor belt to do this this yeah. task, yeah, right. Yeah, you have to be you have to use courage to change your approach to doing it. Yeah, you change your approach. Yeah. So it takes courage to do something different when to your left or to the right, people are doing things in a very mechanical way. Yeah. Yeah, you you're changing up, yeah. So your your yeah. creativity came out, but you had to be yeah. without the courage. You might have had it in your head, but and continue to do this and lost the opportunity mm. to do maybe ten thousand perfect kicks, um, punches, ten thousand yeah perfect um stances, because it's an opportunity. And I think a lot of us we we might be creative in our minds, but always think that we need to have the perfect equipment, the perfect environment yeah. for us to execute. But you, 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 you demonstrated that how flexible you are. Look, I'm doing this menial task. <laughs> However, yeah, I can. No, I think that's my, my gift is like, uh, yeah, I bring it out from my thoughts. Mm to do it and I know I met so many people during these days that have the knowledge yeah. but they don't do yeah. because of uh, they got the, the walls of insecurity or whatever what people might think about them or whatever because of the self confidence and like that we talked about before so then I saw like I got really good at punching and kicking mm-hmm. and I actually got paid for it. So it was a really good summer job for me. Win-win. So it was win-win-win because so many wins uh, in that one hit. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I just want to say before we, we wrap up on this one, next, the next session, there's a theme I'm seeing emerging here in terms of the mind of the, the potential listener, the listeners out there who are taking these little, take these messages, these lessons, and want to apply it. Is about self confidence. You know, um, I'll be keen for us to unpack this whole 
confidence thing because you know when we you talked about subconscious or conscious um reflection yeah if we reflect back or don't know how to reflect back in a way that is objective neutral we will just continually reflect back in a very biased way that it's always that person's problem and never grow and never learn yes i've done my reflection I was there thinking for 10 minutes, this person's a bastard, this person's a bastard, this person's a bastard. Yes, this person's a bastard. And you don't grow. Um, if we can share some insights and how we can reflect back in a way that is more objective and, and allows for growth in a, in a safe way, without, without destroying <laughs> the individual. Of course. Yeah, it sounds great idea. Um, yeah, we bring it next uh, next time. Yeah, next Thursday. Next Thursday. So what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. What we're doing just for you, for listeners out there is we've got these shows back to back, and they're going to be released in a series now. So this is our third one. Actually, we've done, isn't it, Jonas? Yeah, yeah. This is our third one. So I I don't I don't actually count because I know that we're gonna continuously yeah. just keep going. The reason why the reason why they were not that we didn't push them out. I'm gonna edit this anyway. I'm gonna edit this properly. The show. Um, it was because what we wanted to do is tee them all up. So like now, if we, if we know it's a Thursday session, we now got three Thursdays in a row. Yeah, we've got three Thursdays yeah. in a row. So on Thursdays, so we could we could call it whatever this show Thursday. Join us at Jonas Hour for Thursday, every Thursday. So people know every Thursday on the Mic Drop Club, that's when they access these shows. So we've got three in the bag. I always like to know that we've got three already recorded so I can time them so to ultimately go out. So we've got our three now. So that's Fantastic. good. So, so between now and next Thursday, I'm going to edit all three and then we start drip feeding them every Thursday. Yeah. Cool. Okay, you guys take See care. You. Thanks a lot, Jonas. Good luck. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.